In Psalm 34, we'll begin reading in verse 1, and let's all just read this out loud together. Verse 1 through verse 3. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let's just stop right here. Is that true about you? Hmm? Think now. Think now. What do you mean? Well, do you do that? Do you bless the Lord all the time? Now, that doesn't have to be every breath that you breathe, but it just means you don't go three days and don't praise the Lord. Right? You don't go half a day and not praise the Lord. It is a way of life to you. You breathe, you blink your eyes, your heart beats, and you praise God. Right? It's just, it's like a normal function for you. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Is that true about you? You don't only just quietly praise God in your heart and in your mind. His praise is in your your mouth. You praise God aloud so that your ears can hear it. And how many understand that your kids ought to hear you praising God? That was weak. Your children should hear you not cussing, right? Not talking bad about somebody, judging somebody. But they should hear you, right? Come up on daddy in the garage working on the lawnmower and hear, well, praise God. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for helping me fix this thing. By the way, thank you for a new one. (laughs) Right? They should come up on mama and hear her praising God. Right? And grandma and grandpa. Is that right? People on the job. You don't do things for other people's benefit. You know, some people are just obnoxious. They don't praise God at home. But to get in front of somebody else and they're always, hallelujah, hallelujah, and look around and see if anybody heard. And it's annoying. It's not. Yes. A lot of people said, yes, it is. Well, the reason it's annoying is because it's not real. It's phony. It's put on. We're not talking about that. But something that's natural with you, I mean, you know, you're not doing anything for anybody else, but you might be at your desk just under your breath. If somebody is very far from you, they didn't hear you. But if they came close to you, they hear you praising God. Hear you giving glory to God. His praise shall continually, what? Let's keep reading. Verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on and join us. And let us, us, exalt his name together. Is it right for us to praise God publicly? In a crowd. Yeah, there's a blessing in that. That you don't get any other way. When a bunch of believers get together and they lift their voices without intimidation or fear or reservation. And they all just praise God right out loud. Don't care who sees or knows. Huh? Man, there's a blessing in it. I said there's a blessing in it. 
And so when we're praising God, and it doesn't have to just be, you know, in the first of the service when people are playing and singing. At any time, if everybody, you know, you see the pastors and the ministers and, and everybody around you has got their hands in the air and praising God, it's not time for you to be quiet. Right? It's not time for you to look around. Examine everybody. It's time to come on and get in. Right? Get on in. Participate. And that's how you receive. Well, we talked about, you know, when should we praise the Lord? And we talked about where should we praise the Lord? And we've been talking about why. Why should you praise the Lord? We've covered a number of uh, important reasons. But tonight, let's go on to talk about this. Why should we praise the Lord? The last couple of times, we were talking about that we praise God because we first of all, we said it blesses God. Praising God ministers to Him, blesses Him. He enjoys it. We read numerous scriptures where the Bible said it's like incense to Him, that He receives it, takes it in like breathing it in and inhaling it, and He enjoys it. It blesses Him. It ministers to Him. What a thought that we could give the giver something. Right? We could give to the giver something he enjoys and would receive from us. Real praise, real, you know, in spirit and in truth, worship, God enjoys. It blesses him, it ministers to him. But then also, and this is a big one, real praise helps us so many ways. We talked about, you know, how that it helps us to get our mind off the problem. And magnify him instead of the problem. You know the Bible said there in our text. It said verse 2. My soul shall do what? My soul shall what? Make her boast in the Lord. Here is a place where it's alright and even commanded to brag. Huh? You don't want to be bragging on yourself. But it is good. To brag on God. I mean just help yourself. You can't brag too big about it. Because as big as you can talk. He's bigger than that. Right? But bragging on him. If you're doing that. Then you're not bragging on the problem. Bragging on the problem. People do it all the time. They boast about how tough this is. Huh? They brag about how impossible it is, how incurable it is, about how much money and how impossible it is to get that much money in that short of amount of time. Now, the whole world flows in this stream. And it is so prevalent that people don't tend to notice it. Somebody go, whoo, oh man, it was a bad one. And everybody around them go, mm-mm. What are they doing? They're bragging on how bad. And the devil says, tell it again. Because you're bragging on him. If it's stealing and killing and destroying, he takes it as personal praise. Did you hear me? That's why around here, we give God all the glory. You know, we'll tell testimonies, you know, so-called big and small. We'll tell about somebody that got healed from cancer and somebody that got a new pocket knife. But we don't give the devil any free advertising. Even if he's able to pull something off, we won't tell it. Right? Why? We don't want to brag on him. 
give him no credit for anything. Right? We do not want to boast in what he has done or what he is doing. No. We boast in our God. Somebody says, oh, but it's a bad problem. You go, yeah, but God is faithful. Yeah, he can do it. It's easy for God to heal this. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to say that. It's easy for God to heal. Yeah, but you don't understand. You know. (laughs) This is a pseudo mucho hyper plasta syndrome. And it's awful. And it's incurable. I see everybody's supposed to go, oh, it's bad. I mean, it's not just bad, it's bad. Everybody goes, oh. No. What is that to God? What is the worst disease on the planet? To God? Does God look at it and go, that's a tough one. I think I could heal it, but, you know, it takes some work. Are you kidding? Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. To him. I mean, if you had to do it, yeah, it'd be hard. But you don't have to do it. All you got to do is believe he can do it. Right? And rest in his ability. And to him, it is easy. It's easy to him. It's easy. Okay, what's wrong with you? It's easy for him to fix it. Easy. I don't care how much money you owe. It's easy for God to get that money to you. You can't can't scare God with numbers. Right? Right. It's easy for God to get that money to you. Somebody needs to say it out loud. It's easy. It's easy easy for God. God. Get this money to me. It's easy. This is not hard. This is not a lot of money. This is easy. Easy. See, faith sees the solution of the problem as easy. Doubt and unbelief sees it as impossible. Well, praise helps you keep your mind on the right thing. Right? Instead of sitting around thinking about how you feel. Instead of sitting around thinking about the last negative report. Instead of sitting around thinking about all the bills piled up on the table. What else can you do besides gripe about that and talk about that? What else could you do? Do you have an alternative? Can you do something else? Yeah, you can praise God. And when you do it, get your mind off the problems. And you begin to, instead of magnifying the problem, you magnify God. And you brag on Him. You say, oh God, you big. You're so big. This is nothing for you. This is easy for you. God can do this with one hand tied behind His back and both eyes closed. Right? God can do this without making a phone call. This is easy. See, brag on God. Brag on Him. Brag on Him. Boast in Him. Brag on Him. So we talked about that. And uh, let's go on. <laughs> this is so big. You know I might not be quite through with that. Just say praise the Lord a time or two here. Let me, let me think about what I'm doing. Thank you, Lord. 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 We do praise you. We do praise you. We do praise you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, just back up to the ninth chapter and let's just camp on this a little while. 
When we talk about praise, you know, I use the word praise in this whole series, but really I'm using it as a general term because there's more than one thing involved in so-called praise. There is praise, which we're going to talk about, I think, some more right now, but then there's thanksgiving, which is a little different from praise. Worship is different from praise. There are numerous things within this general word that we use. But let's be specific tonight on praise. What is praise? Well, if you look up the words, one of the most frequent words for praise is halal in Hebrew. And it literally means to boast. You see why we're talking about this? It means to boast. It means to rave. What does rave mean? Go on and on is what I was going to say. Go on and on about it. And one says to rave with wild enthusiasm. (laughs) Have we got anything to be enthused about in our great God? Have we got anything in God to go on and on? And on about. See you're going to be enthused about something. I hope. Elsewise you're a dull. Person. Right. How many think you ought to have some fire about something. You ought to be stirred up about something. Or to have some enthusiasm about something. There is nothing better. For you to be enthused about. Than God. And his things. And his word. And his blessings. His benefits. So to praise literally means to boast. You know, praise applies to people like it does to God, the same concept. And you praise what you're impressed with. Hmm? You praise, you boast, or you brag about, uh, you go on and on about something you're impressed with. Somebody get a new car. And they really, really like it. And they just go on and on about it. They go, oh man, yeah, it's got heated seats. And it's got this, you know, it's got a CD player. And boy, you ought to hear that engine. Come on out and listen to it. Yeah, let me rev it up. Whoo, listen to that horsepower. Yeah, look at these wheels. Well, see, they just go on and on about why. They're impressed with it. And they are bragging about the car. Right? Boy, this is a fine car. You know, we uh, came in from San Francisco the other day and, and uh, Phyllis asked me about the trip and I told her about how some things went. Then I went on and on about the little airplane. <laughs> I said, man, we flew all the way from San Francisco to Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, nonstop. Man, I was, it was 50 below zero outside, but I was a toasty 72 inside. <laughs> And, you know, I went on and on, you know, I'm told, well, I'm impressed with it, right? Well, I'm praising it. What would be the opposite? Oh, that piece of junk. I mean, (laughs) this went wrong and that don't work, right? Well, see, you're not praising it, right? You're not enthused over it. Well, see, whatever it is you go on and on about, that's what you're praising, whether it's a person or whether it's something else. And people are praising something. 
And like we said, people so many times without meaning to, they're praising the problem. How big it is. How bad it is. How hard it is. And you do that and you cannot stay in faith. You cannot get in faith. You cannot stay in faith praising and boasting about how big and bad the problem is and how difficult your situation is. You can't get in faith. You can't stay in faith complaining and griping. It's a serious thing. And I mean, we got an epidemic of in our generation. And it's so common that people don't even notice it. People get together and they start talking about griping about this. And boy, you know, my old arthritis is acting up. And boy, my, yeah, my neck was killing me half the day today. And, and somebody says, yeah, boy, you think that was bad? Man, my kidneys then got infected. And oh, Lord, I thought, yeah, I wasn't going to be able to sleep last night. I must have got up and down 50 times. I'm going, yeah, I know it. Mm-mm. Well, what are we doing? Huh? And see, that is so common that people, they'll talk like that all day long and don't see any problem with it until you and I step up and start going, God's a healer. God's my healer. You talk about a healer. Oh, I got a God can heal anything, man. No matter how I'm feeling, he can quicken me. He zapped me in the middle of the day and whoo, here I go. I'm ready to go again. I don't care how much money I need. He brings it in. I mean, lickety split. There it is. So easy for him. See, that sounds strange to the world. They think religious nuts. (laughs) But they're the ones that's messed up. They're the ones. I understand the majority is not always right. Historically, in the Bible, the majority's been wrong again and again and again. Think about that first generation of Israelites. God delivered out of Egyptian bondage. What did the majority say? Huh? They said, this desert's awful. It ain't no water out here. And there ain't nothing to eat except this manna. I mean, it's manna in the morning, it's manna for lunch, manna for supper. I'm tired of manna. Man, ain't no cucumbers, ain't no watermelons. It's a bad place. Oh, this place is going to kill us. This place is going to kill us. They got to the cities and the spies came back and they said, oh man, oh man. Ooh, the walls are tall. They must be 50, 60 hundred feet tall and the people oh you talk about some mojo bad boys over there oh man these guys must be 10 15 feet tall every bit of 700 pounds i mean who they kill you with one hand man I'm, oh what are they doing hmm? and what happened to them the majority of them what happened to them they perished out there they got what they said They got what they were impressed with. They got what they bragged on. Oh, are you hearing this, friends? Are you hearing this? But there was a couple of guys. Had a different report. Couple of guys. Praised something else. And somebody else. We ought to go look at it. We ought to go look at it. Numbers. Go to Numbers. 
13th and 14th chapters. What is praise? Praise is boasting. That's why our text says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. We're talking about my praise will continually be in his mouth. He's restating some of the same truths with different words. Praise, we're talking about specifically praise as different from thanksgiving, different from worship. Praise is a boasting and bragging on God. There's something in you makes you want to brag. You ever notice that? Three honest people in the crowd. There's something in you makes you want to brag. And here's the solution. Right? Don't brag on yourself. I know it's hard, but don't brag on your kids all the time. And on your grandkids all the time. Uh Uh-oh. It's all right to give thanks. But somebody says, well, yeah, but I want to talk about I know, but brag on God for your kids. Huh? Brag on God for your grandkids. Don't brag on yourself. Who didn't we make some pretty babies? Oh, yeah. Look at that grandboy. He takes after his grandpa. Yeah, that's where he gets all that. Well, you're bragging on yourself. And that ain't cool. Brag on God. I said, brag on God. Boasting God. Oh, ain't God good. Oh, what God has done. I mean, brag on him all the time, all the time. It keeps your heart in the right place. It keeps your mind in the right place. And it keeps your life moving in the right direction. God now had handpicked a home for his people. He picked it out of all the lands. He said, it's the best place anywhere. He said, man... The rains of heaven fall on it. He said it flows with milk and honey. He said springs burst out of the ground. He said there's gold and silver and precious metals. I mean there's fruit. I mean there's grass. Everything you need. I got it picked out for you. It's yours. He didn't mention to them that other people lived on it. (laughs) And that they were giants. With walled cities. He did. Somebody said, why didn't he mention that? He didn't want to. And that's the same way it is with us. He'll tell you what belongs to you. But no need for you to be shocked and fall off your chair when you go to pick it up and find six big hairy devils sitting on it. <laughs> did you hear me? To tell you no way, Jose. You ain't getting this. And you got to make, if you're easily deterred. And don't like confrontation. (laughs) And you're going to be wimpy and whiny. Then you are going to do without. I mean what happened with these guys. Happens every day in our lives. Every day. You got to find out what God has given you. You got to find out what belongs to you. Find out what Jesus has bought and paid for and given to you. And then you got to make up your mind. I'm having it. I don't care what I have to go through. I don't care how long it takes. I'm having it. I'm possessing the land. You got to have some fight in you. You got to have some perseverance. You can't run into a little difficulty and go, well, I guess it just wasn't the Lord's will. The Lord's will be done. That's such a cop out. No. The Bible says don't be unwise. 
But understanding what the will of the Lord is. Find out what the will of the Lord is and then go for it. I mean pull the stops and go for it and stay with it till you're sitting on it. Till you're living in it. Right? Till you're riding in it. Till you're enjoying it. Till you're doing it. If it takes 10 years, it takes 10 years. But you stay with it. Some things are worth staying with. The blessings of God are all worth staying with. So they went out and he, they sent out, you know, spies to look at this land that God had given them. And the Bible said in Numbers 13, Numbers 13, 25, they returned from searching the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel under the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word to them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Now let's just stop right here. What did they bring back? They brought back words. Friend, life and death is in words. Faith and fear comes from words. Boy, it makes a lot of difference what you listen to. What you heed. They brought back words. And you, if you know the rest of the story. When they gave these words to the people. The people believed it. And feared. And had no confidence to go in. Because of these words. Does it make any difference what you listen to? When you're in the middle of a trial. You got to be very selective about what you let yourself hear. Don't, in the name of being nice and cordial, let somebody talk unbelief and fear to you about your situation for two and three hours when you can't afford it. Did you hear me? You don't have to be mean, but there are times you just need to say, nah, I don't want to talk about that. Did you hear me? I don't want to hear it. I've heard it. I know it. I don't want to hear any more about it. You know, when we started this church. The Lord did through us. You know, there were, I guess, well-meaning people, but they wanted to tell me I couldn't do it. Some people told me you can't have a big church here. Other people told me you can't have a Friday night service. Many people have tried it. And it doesn't work. (laughs) And then people told me you're not a pastor. Why do you think you can pastor? And I mean, and people said... You don't start a church in a big facility. You know how much money it's going to take to run that place. Well, after so long of hearing that, I told Phyllis, I don't want to hear another word. If I got to have faith, I can't be listening to this junk all the time and believe that everything's going to be fine. I got to the place where I just, I turned it off. I cut it off. If somebody want to talk to me about it, I said, ah, ah. let me tell you about this. Plenty of money's coming in. Plenty of people's coming in. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. And that's all I'm willing to talk about. That's it. Yeah, but no buts. Yeah, but let me tell you, no. Understand, there comes a time when you do not need to hear anything else about the need and the problem. Or the disease. Or the debt. There comes a time when you think, uh, uh, uh. I know it. I've heard it. Now let's brag on God. Let's brag on, let's tell how big He is. Let's, let's tell how great He is. Let's tell how He never fails. How He never lets you down. How He always comes through for you. How easy this thing is for Him to do. Brag on Him. Brag on Him. Which is another way of saying, praise Him. You're saying the same thing. 
praise him. They came in. They brought back these words. And they told them. They brought the fruit of the land. Of course you know it was those huge clusters of grapes. Took two men to haul a cluster of grapes. Boy God picked them out a fine place. Didn't he? God knows how to do it. And they came and they said. We came to the land where you sent us. And surely it flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless. Now what does that mean? They said, oh yeah, you know, there's some good fruit there, all right. But let me tell you the real deal. No, they should have been shouting up and down. Everybody should have been standing around the grapes going, ain't it just like what God said? Look at that. You ever seen a bunch of grapes like that? (whistles) Glory to God. I'm going to have me some grapes like that when I get over there. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to have my own vineyard just like that. Yeah. Yeah. And if somebody wants to tell you about how you can't do it, you got to cut them off. You got to say, uh, yeah, but yeah, but what? God told us this is ours. Amen. That means nothing else matters. That's right. Right? That's right? Nothing else matters. But, but, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And we saw the children of Anak there. So they went a rumbling throughout the crowd. Anak, 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 Anak. Ooh, giants. And the Amalekites are in the south. Hittites and Jebusites, they're in the mountains. Canaanites over by the sea. And all the people went, oh, Hittites, they're mean people. Jebusites, ooh. Amalekites, all the mites is all around. <laughs> and uh, Caleb, oh, glory to God. Now get ready for this. Thank God for somebody. I mean, this is a bad situation. I mean, they done come in and rained on the parade and everybody lost their joy. Everybody's sad. Caleb, still the people. He said, shh, hush. Hush, because everybody's going, oh, the Malachites, oh, the giants, oh, the who, how tall are the walls? Caleb said, listen, listen, listen. Shh. How many know sometimes you need to go shh? Hush. Uh Uh-uh. Parents, you need to know when to do that with your children. They're talking the problem. They're telling the problem for the 48th time. You need to go shh, hush. That's enough. No more talk about the problem. That's how you teach faith. Right? That's it. No. No. Uh-uh. No more. That's it. We've heard it too many times. That's it. We know what's going on. That's enough talk about it. He said, listen. Let's go up there right now and take it. For we are well able to overcome it. What do you hear? Oh, don't you love it? Oh, come on now. Are you with me on that? Man, this is music to my ears. Oh, this does something for me. I know this is how you get victory in life. He saw the same thing they did. Didn't he? He saw the same giants. He saw the same walled cities. He saw the same enemies all around them. And what's his deduction? He decides. He is not bragging on the devil. He is not bragging on the enemy. He's not making a big deal and magnifying the problem. What's he going to do? 
We already got the word from God. We already got the word. This is our land. This is it. Oh, it's pretty. Oh, it's fruitful. It's wonderful. He said, come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Go get your stuff. Go get your weapons. Go get your armor. Come on, get ready. Let's go up now. Because we can do it. We can take this thing. I'm telling you, we can take this thing. What happened? There's another one. But the men that went up with him said, we're not able. Uh Uh-uh. We are not able. We are no match for them. We are no match for this disease. This disease is terminal. Well, if you believe it is, it is. Did you hear me? We ain't no match for this debt. This is too much money for us. We're just a little church. We're just a little family. We're just a little business. This is too much. I'm sorry. This Well, for you it is then. You're defeated right there. Did you hear me? Because you're not even talking about God. You're not even talking about what he can do. You're measuring yourself. What can I do? What can I produce? No wonder you're discouraged. And see, that's what they were doing. They were measuring the problem by themselves. By what they could do with it. Caleb and Joshua were measuring the problem by God. And it looked good. (laughs) Situation looked good when you measure it by God. It looks hopeless when you measure it by your ability. Difference between faith and fear. They said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they're stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land. Another translation said they slandered it. See, people slander blessings all the time. They slander them. And the Lord actually said this to me back this week in San Francisco. I wrote it down in my Bible cover. I keep a lot of notes in there, specific things that he said. When you criticize another person's blessing, you just judged yourself unworthy of it. When you slander or speak ill or make fun of somebody's blessing, you just judged yourself unworthy of it. But when you see these things, it'll make you shout when your brother gets blessed. Right? And you're not going to slander a blessing. What do you do about a blessing? You don't slander it. You praise it. Right? They slandered the land. They said, nah, nah. But see, God said, it's a good land. It's a good land. And they're saying, nah, it's a bad land. It'll kill you. This land will chew you up and spit you out. Well, they basically said God's word's not true. Right? How many understand there is no disease that's more powerful Then with long life, I'll satisfy you. Show you my salvation. Is there a disease that's worse, more powerful that can overcome the word of God? Is there a disease? No. No. Is there a debt? Is there a bill that's stronger than my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by? Is there a debt that's bigger than that? No. Belittle the problem, not the Word of God. Belittle the enemy, not your Savior, your healer, your deliverer, not the Word God gave you. God's already given them a Word. He said, it's yours. Go up and take it. 
They already got the word of God, but they got to looking at the giants. They got to looking at the walled cities and they decided, "Uh uh-uh, it ain't true. What God told us is not true. I know he said I'm healed, but I got the x-rays to prove I'm not. I know he said he meets my needs, but I mean, look at the books. (laughs) Ain't no way. Hmm? I know he said nothing's impossible with God, but he don't know my wife. (laughs) He ain't got to live with my husband. This marriage is hopeless. This thing's beyond hope. Only in your head. I said only in your head. Because with God. (laughs) Oh, with God, all things are possible. Possible. Nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too. Yes, He can heal AIDS. Yes. Easy for God to heal. He's done it many times. Easy for God to heal. Birth defects. Congenital problems. Easy for God to heal brain tumors. So it's hopeless to man, maybe. Not to God. I said, not to God. So when people look at you and go, well, there's no hope. That's their opinion. (laughs) They're telling you what they can do. Right? That's not what God can do. They're telling you, uh, you know, that's what people are presumptuous when they say nothing can be done. No, tell the truth. I can't fix it. (laughs) Don't stand there and say nothing can be done. You don't know that much. Right? <laughs> no, let's tell the truth. Say, we can't do anything. We don't know what to do. Well, that's no shocker. <laughs> but we know somebody. Come on now. Come on. Do you know somebody? I know somebody. When people say, well, I, nothing can be done. Well, I know somebody. <laughs> this can't be fixed. Well, yeah, but I know somebody. I know somebody can fix this. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I know somebody that can fix this. I know him personally. How about you? Oh, and he's faithful and he wants to do it. All he's looking for somebody that will believe him. The eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro throughout the whole earth. What's he looking for? Somebody whose heart is complete and whole towards him that he may show himself strong in their behalf. But you can't talk like this. They brought up an evil report. They slandered the land. They said the land which we have gone through to search it, it's a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. It's not a good land. It's a bad land. It'll eat you up. And all the men we saw in there are men of great stature. I doubt that. Some of them probably were, but all of them. See, unbelief exaggerates and lies. And the more times it tells the story, the worse it gets. Right? And there we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight, like grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. Now, how do they know that? Now, they know how they feel about it. But how do they know how these people see them? If you read on into Joshua, you remember when the spies went uh, into the, uh, oh, what's her name's house, the Rahab's house. You remember that? That she told them that the whole nation was trembling because of them. 
fear of God had fell on them. They were scared spitless. And they hadn't even come in yet. So see, this is the devil's lie. Isn't it? Man, they ain't scared of us. We look like little grasshoppers to them. Wasn't true. The fear of God had already moved ahead of them. Right? These people were ready to be defeated. The enemy was ready to be defeated. And the congregation, though, they received those words of unbelief, chapter 14, and they lifted up their voice, and they cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron and the whole congregation to them. And they said, God, I wish we'd have just died in Egypt. Would God, we'd died in this wilderness. See, that's what happens to you when you meditate on the wrong thing and you magnify the problem. The next thing is griping. Right? And feeling sorry for yourself. But look, verse 6. Joshua the son of Nun, Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. That doesn't mean they rented them out. They tore them. They ripped them. It's a common expression of frustration and vexation in those days and in that society. Well, you can see it's a perfect expression of vexation. You go, oh, oh, and you ripped your clothes. What were they so vexed about? Unbelief vexes faith. I said unbelief vexes faith. Why? Because it can hold you back. Now somebody else's unbelief can't hold you back personally. But for a group of people like this or like a church. If you've got three people believing God in a church. And 99.5% of the people doubting God, that ain't going to work. Did you hear me? The majority of their unbelief, they're going to hold the thing back. Did you hear me? Did it hold these men back? Yeah, it did. They eventually went in, but years and years and years and years, they trekked around out there with this grumbling bunch. Right? Right? It says a lot about them, though. They eventually went in. In their 80s. Their 80s. Caleb said, give me this mountain. He said, I'm as good a man today. And he was 80-something years old as I was 40 years ago. Well, God sustained him. How'd they make it through? I'll tell you how. Every night around the campfire, they found each other. Everybody else griping and belly aching, complaining, and dying. They're dying like flies out there. Caleb looked at Joshua across the fire and he said, I ain't dying out here. For 40 years they did this. That's a long time. Joshua said, You got that right. I ain't dying out here. I saw it. He said, Yeah, I saw it too. Tell me about it. Because after 40 years, I mean, you know, tell me about it. He said, yeah, you remember that valley we came in? And you remember how that river came down through there? Wasn't that pretty, man? He said, whew. He said, and that orchard over on the side, he said, I'm going to get that whole place. That's going to be Joshuaville. (laughs) (laughs) He said, man, it was pretty. Yeah, I remember the trees. I remember, yeah, yeah, you're going to get it. Yes, you are. 
He said, you remember up about five miles uh, south of there was that mountain. You remember that one? The one that stood up, you know, it's got snow on it in the fall. He said, that's my mountain. That's my mountain. That's Caleb Mountain. I'm going to put me a ski lift on that thing. Yeah. And you remember that lake out the back? I'm going to develop that. That's mine. He said, you write it, George. See, friend, are you getting something here now? Even if the majority of people won't believe and won't receive, does that mean you can't? No. No. Something, if it involves a whole group of people, it could delay you. It could delay you, but it can't stop you. I said it can't stop you if you won't quit. (laughs) They stayed after it. They, sp- they tore their clothes. They were so vexed by this mass unbelief. And with good reason. This will hold you out. They spoke to all the company of the children of Israel. They said the land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. Have you heard that before? Who said that? God. They're saying what God said. They said he's right. He told us it is. It's a good land. And if the Lord delight in us, we know he does. He'll bring us into this land. He'll give it to us. A land that flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord. Don't fear the people of the land. They are bread for us. What do we say today? Piece of cake. (laughs) We can do it. Why? I don't care who they are, how big they are. Their defense is departed from them and God's not with them. He's with us. Fear them not. And all the congregation bade stone them with stones. Faith irritates unbelief. And you know the rest of the story. One's bragging on the enemy. One's bragging on God. The ones that bragged on the problem perished in the problem. The ones that bragged and boasted on God and stayed with it, it took some tenacity. For 40 years, looking across the campfire at each other, pumping each other up, stir. How many understand you need some faith buddies? Huh? In this world full of ungodliness and fear and unbelief, and even a lot of churches full of unbelief and complaining and negative talking, you need some faith buddies. You ought to be able to find them at churches. You ought to be able to find faith buddies at Faith Life Church, right? And be on the watch because God will hook you up with people. And you may think it's just for you to have fellowship and fun, but no, it's beyond that. It's bigger than that. There'll be times when you can stand with them and times when they can stand with you. Did you hear me? Times when everybody else was supposed to talk unbelief to you and you know you can call them and they will not talk unbelief. Yeah, you know, they're going to talk faith and that's all they're going to talk, right? They're going to praise God and they're not going to praise the problem. Man, that's valuable. I said, oh, that's valuable. That's valuable. Thanks be unto God. Helps you, strengthens you, quickens you. Glory be to God. Don't you thank God for that kind of thing? Hallelujah. Can you take a little more? Is that enough for right now? Let me give you just a little more at least. Go to the Psalms. Let me give you some scriptures that describe this. This won't take too long, I don't think. But if it did, that'd be fine too. Psalms 
9. Let's go to a few of these. Now tell me again, what is praise? Bragging on God. Bragging, 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 bragging. The devil hates to hear it. Oh, he'd rather you do most anything than brag about God, especially where somebody else could hear it. Oh, oh, which is all the more reason I want to do it. Right? Bragging on God. Say it out loud. Bragging on God. Bragging, bragging, bragging. I mean, just be the biggest braggart in town on God. Right? Bragging on God. Are you a good bragger? Same as saying a good praiser. Just go on and on. On and on. Rave about God. Psalm 9, verse 1. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your marvelous works. Sounds like bragging to me. I'm going to show them all. I'm going to tell you how marvelous they are. I'll be glad and rejoice in you. I'll sing praise to your name, O thou most high. And when my enemies are turned back, they will fall and perish at your presence. You see, all this ties in together because the Bible said God inhabits the praises of Israel. Now, we are the Israel of God, Romans says. Can you initiate a manifestation of the presence of God? You can through praise. What happens to the enemy when the presence of God is manifested? Look there, are you looking? What happens to the enemy? They turn back. They fall, they perish at what? They perish at his presence, which you initiated the manifestation of, back in verse 1, by praising God with all your heart and showing forth all his marvelous work. We've already talked about this. You get to talking about him, you get to praising him, you get to magnifying and telling about all he has done. Next thing you know, there he is. There he is. There's his presence. You heard people say, you know, the phrase, speak of the devil. <laughs> what do they mean? They were talking about somebody. And there they are. That's a bad thing to say. Well, speak of the Lord. I said, speak of the Lord. Speak of the Lord. Speak of the Lord. You look up and there he is. You sense his presence. His presence is manifested. Speak of the Lord. Glory. Turn on over to another one here. Uh, Psalm 44. Psalm 44. In verse 4. Psalm 44. 4. Through you will we push down our enemies. Through your name will we tread them under that rise up against us. I'll not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. So he's not bragging on what he can do, right? But you have saved us from our enemies. You have put them to shame that hated us. In God we boast all the day long and praise your name forever. Selah. In God we do what? We boast. I said, boy, they got some boasters over at that church, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, they got some braggarts over there. Yep, 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 
Yep. Boasters of God. Bragging on God. I know I've said it several times, but it's not just in your head that it should get in your spirit. And when it gets in your spirit, how would you know? You get excited about it. You get stirred up about it. And the important thing is not that you hear it and go, yeah, that sounds pretty good. You got to remember it tonight. And you got to remember it in the morning. And you got to remember it the next day and do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Somebody wants to start talking about the problem. You go, huh? Now, let me tell you. Hey, hey, let me tell you. Let me tell you about what God did. Right? Tell some of these testimonies you hear in the church. Tell your testimonies. Tell other people's testimonies. Brag on God. Somebody wants to tell you about how many things went wrong. Tell them about twice as many that went right. Are you getting the picture now? Yeah, but I know somebody that prayed and they didn't get healed. Yeah, and I know a thousand that prayed and got healed. You could say, I know people that went to church and didn't get saved. Well, I'm looking at a bunch of folk that did get saved. Right? <laughs> right? Amen. Well, I know somebody lost everything they had. Mm-mm. And I know some people that got bailed out and came completely out of debt in a short amount of time. Depends on what you want to focus on as to what you're going to have. Because what you brag on is what you're going to have. Oh, come on now, you get that? What you brag on is what you're going to have. You brag about God healing you, what's going to happen? You're going to get healed. You brag about God bringing you out of debt. You brag about what God's doing in your life. You're going to see it. You're going to experience it. You're going to have it. Glory. Glory. Verse 8. In God we boast all the day long and praise your name forever. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, Lord, we brag on you, 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 we brag on you. Look at Psalm 113. In Psalm 113 through 118 is actually called the great Hallel. The great praise. We already said, what does that word mean? The great boast. Right? Listen to it and you can hear it. Psalm 113. Praise ye the Lord. Actually, literally it says, hallelujah. The first word is what? Hallel, which means boast, brag. Brag the Lord. Brag. Oh, you servants of the Lord, brag on the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forever. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be bragged on. And here he goes. The Lord is high above the nations. His glory is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? Who dwells on high. What's he doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? He's boasting. Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. He raises up the poor out of the dust. He lifts the needy out of the dunghill, out of the garbage pile. That he may set him with princes. Who from the dump to the castle. 
Even with the princes of his people, he makes the barren woman to keep house, to be a joyful mother of children, brag on the Lord. Do you hear the spirit of it? Do you see it? That's what he's doing. He's bragging on the Lord. Look at another one, Psalm 145. Oh, glory to God. Brag on the Lord. Brag on the Lord. Psalm 145. Glory to God. Well, let's see. Uh, For time's sake, go to 147. I won't read all of these. They're all good. They're all wonderful. Psalm 147. Praise or what? Brag on the Lord. It's good to sing boasting to our God. It's pleasant. Praising and bragging on the Lord is comely. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the broken in heart. He binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars. Does God know how many stars there are? Somebody say, God's smart. Oh, he's smart. How smart is he? (laughs) He's smarter. You know, I mean, see, that kind of thing you should be doing. People say, well, how big is he? You know, oh, he's bigger than the mountains and the whales and, and the whole earth put together. He's made all the planets. He's made the solar system. He's stronger than the sun. He's mightier than the winds and the ocean waves. He made it all. He's big. He's big. Now, what does it do to your faith? You talk like that all the time. Oh, it just, the longer you talk like that, you just keep coming up. Your spirit just keeps coming up, keeps coming up. Does wonders for your faith. He said he tells all the number of the stars. He calls them by name. He know he, every star he has named, and he—that's uh, quite a memory, isn't it? He remembers and knows all their names. He knows all of our names and every person on the face of the planet, the billions. And he knows the number of every hair on every head of the billions on the planet. He's something. I said he's something. And to think somebody doubted him getting you money to pay your electric bill. See what I'm talking about? See what this does to you? I mean, the more you focus on him, you begin to think, oh, that little piddly stuff. <laughs> yeah, that guy's nothing for God. Nothing for him. Great is our Lord, and of great power, his understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the meek. He casts the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise and boasting on the harp unto our God. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass to grow on the mountains. I mean, we take it all for granted, but you ain't never made grass grow. Right? You never made it rain. Right? God does. I said, God, my God. Come on, somebody say, my God, my, my father, my God. Oh, he makes it rain. He, he makes grass grow. He makes the wind blow. Oh, he's something. He's big. Why couldn't he heal a lung? See what I'm saying? He do all that. Why couldn't he heal a lung? Why couldn't he heal a kidney? He gives to the beast his food. Young ravens. God is feeding all the animals on this planet. You think you and I, his favored children, he couldn't get us a meal? 
He can feed all the elephants and he can't feed us. He can feed all the tigers and bears and all the birds and we have to go hungry. See? Brag on him. Brag on him. He delights not in the strength of the horse. He takes not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord. Brag on him, O Jerusalem. Praise your God. Brag on your God, O Zion. He strengthens the bars of your gates. He's blessed your children within you. Everybody that has children, what do you say? Amen. Amen. That's right. Yeah. He blesses all our children. He makes peace in your borders and he fills you with the finest of the wheat. Finest. Say that out loud. He gives me the finest things. He gives me the finest things. He sends forth his commandment on the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. It covers the ground. Scatters the hoarfrost like ashes. Casts forth ice like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He shows his word to Jacob, his statutes, and his judgments to Israel. He's not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they've not known them. Praise ye the Lord. Brag on the Lord. Boast in his bigness. Boast in his greatness. Give glory to your great, great God. Stand on your feet. Lift up your hands, please. Begin to praise him. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.